welcome to the very first episode of Tere Tells All, or Terry Tells All if you would prefer to say Terry. I do go by both names, so whichever is easiest for you, I'm just happy to have you here, excited that you decided to click play and that you are wanting to listen to my podcast. This is a project that I have been thinking about and dreaming about and wanting to do for a couple of years now. But like most human beings, you know, you doubt yourself, you second-guess yourself, and uh, just like with weight loss and a couple of other things in my life, I reached that point where I just had to have that tough love conversation with myself and just say, stop thinking about it and go do it. So... I'm doing the dang thing and here we are and it's crazy to think about. Um, But I am so excited. Um, I plan to share all sorts of things with you guys. I kind of wanted to tell you more about my story and, you know, why I see the world the way I do, why my mind works the way it does, why my outlook is the way it is and I think in order for you to understand that you have to know my story so that's why episode one is called who does she think she is because I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you who I am um and you know throughout the life of this podcast obviously I'm going to share um my platform with other guests and I want them to share their stories and their views with you and together we can empower one another and learn from each other and um, yeah so let's get started with my story so I am the firstborn daughter of Mexican immigrants My parents came to the United States in the early 80s, and they actually ended up meeting here in Texas. Pretty soon after they got together, I came along, and I was followed by a sister, a brother, a sister, and then another brother. So I am the oldest of five. Being first-generation Mexican-American is a pretty cool thing because you get to experience things that your parents never had the opportunity to experience. I know that they, in a way, lived vicariously through me, but at the same time, I wanted to live for them because I knew that I was blessed to have all of these opportunities. I knew how much they had sacrificed so that their future generations could have a better life than they did. Um, Growing up, both of my parents worked laborious jobs. My dad was a waiter, a server. He was a maintenance guy at the apartment complex where we lived. My mom was a nighttime janitor, and she also cleaned houses. So they both worked with their hands. And I knew that because they had sacrificed so much, I needed to seize every opportunity, and that started with education. I was a total nerd in school. Um, My cousins and even my siblings used to make fun of me because I always had a book with me. And, and, you know, when we were kids, sometimes, you know, cousins go and play or whatever, and I'd go to my room and read a book. And that's just the kind of person that I've always been. I've always loved reading. I loved 
stories. I just like getting lost in literature. And so that afforded me, you know, the, the nickname of nerd quite often. Um, and I always knew that I wanted to go to college. Like, there was no like, will I go? Won't I go? No, I was going. Like, the no question about it. So once I hit my teens and I actually got pregnant at 17, you can imagine the turmoil that I was living because this whole time I had been setting myself up for success. Like I felt like I had all this pressure on me, even though my parents never like verbally put pressure on me. I feel like I internalized it and put it on myself. And whenever I got pregnant, it was like, what did I just do? And I knew that I was going to go to school regardless. Like that wasn't, like I said, when I said I was going to go to school, like that was a given. I just knew that I was going to have to find another pathway to get to school, to to make it happen for me. And so that meant not going away for school, but rather living at home and staying local. So I had my son and his dad and I wanted separate things of life out of our lives. So we went our separate ways. And I essentially was a single mom from the beginning. Um, I did go to school. I lived at home. My parents helped me um, with my son so that I could graduate, so I could get my degree. I worked full time and I was going to school full time while also having a toddler at home. And throughout that chapter of my life, I lost myself. Um, I turned to emotional eating. If I was happy, I celebrated with food. If I was sad, I celebrated with food. If I was bored, I celebrated with food. Um, My going out consisted of going out to eat because when you're, you know, 19, 20 years old and all your friends are going out and drinking and partying, but you're the one with the baby, you don't really get invited to those things. So my going out was going out to eat with my son or a family. Um, And I packed on the pounds pretty quickly. I gained 50 pounds through pregnancy. And then after that, the weight just kept on coming and it kept on coming. And I finally graduated college and I got my first teaching job because that's what I went to school for. I wanted to be a teacher because, you know, I'm telling you I was such a nerd. Still am a nerd. Um, But I wanted to be a teacher. So I figured I could combine my passion of education while it also was the perfect job for a single mom because I could have weekends off with my son. I could have summers off with my son. It just, it worked perfectly. So first year of teaching comes around, right? And we take our students on our field trips, first year. And we decided to go to Minute Maid Park, which is where the Houston Astros play. And the kids were going to get a private tour of the entire park. And we got to go sit in the press box and we got to go to the dugout and we got to go, you know, like see all parts of the park. And I could not keep up. Like 
this this tour wasn't like fast paced by any means, but it was more activity than I was used to doing. And I hadn't walked that much in such a long time. And when you go on a field trip, you take parent chaperones with you to help you because it's nearly impossible for one person to, you know, watch over 25, 30 kids at once. So you bring on parent chaperones to help you. And one chaperone, one parent in particular, she saw me struggling and she kind of discreetly came up to me and she said, hey, if you need to go sit down, I can watch over the kids. She said, you go, you go rest, catch your breath, and then you can catch up with us and I'll go watch the kids. And it was in that moment that I realized how sick I had let myself get. And I'm sorry if I tear up here a little bit because it does get a little emotional thinking about it. Um, and that was the moment when it was like an epiphany, like I can't continue down this road. I have to fix this. Like I knew that I had to get control of my weight because it was affecting my happiness, it was affecting my job, and it was affecting the way that I was parenting because I'd come home from work and I'd be so exhausted and I'd just stay on the couch for the rest of the evening. And I couldn't go outside to play with my son because I was so tired. So that was my wake up call. <laughs> Soon after that, I went to the doctor and I got a physical, got labs, everything. And I told her, I was like, tell me, tell me exactly the state of my health. Like I want, don't sugarcoat anything. Tell me what it's like. And she, she told me, she said, you're pre-diabetic. You are under the morbidly obese category on the BMI scale. Uh, you are looking at hypertension. You're looking at blood pressure issues. She just gave me the rundown of everything that was in my future if I did not get a grip on my health. And that was enough. That, that was between the field trip experience and my doctor telling me all of those things. Like that was enough. So my sister at that point um, had heard about this boot camp class and she she kind of casually dropped it. I mean, you know, I said I wanted to lose weight and she said, well, hey, you should check this place out. And she even volunteered to go with me. And she did. She went with me on my very first class um, so that I wouldn't be alone. And it was the hardest 30 minute workout of my life. Um, you know, like I, I, I couldn't do push-ups. I could barely do jumping jacks. Um, I couldn't do like little box jumps, like literal, literally like the smallest box jump box they had. I had to step it up because I couldn't jump. And so um, it was hard, but at the same time, I was kind of excited about it because if I could overcome all of these other obstacles that I've had in my life, and, and you know, I'll tell you about my childhood later on, and about, you know, I'll dive more into um, teenage pregnancy and all that in other episodes. But I, I figured if, if I've been able to do all of these other things in my life, then surely I should be able to lose weight. So I was determined. After that first, like, introductory boot camp class, I decided to sign up. So I joined the, like, the gym. It was like a little gym. 
Um, and then I even decided to go ahead and join the challenge. So the gym had like little special challenges on top of your membership. And there was one in particular, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and join it. And when you join that challenge, the coach, the trainer, she would help you out with the nutrition aspect of it too. So um, I adopted a low carb diet. I was working out about five times a week. The boot camp classes were 30 minutes. Eventually, I worked my way up to double classes, so back to back classes, so that I was working out for an hour. Now, that wasn't right away, it took some time to get there. But after my first year of consistency, I ended up losing 80 pounds. And that was that was a cool feeling because I had told myself, like, I can do it, I can do it. And I did it. And, and it just kind of opened up the doors for me to want to pursue even more. So I lost the weight. Um, but because it was a lot of like hit and cardio type of workouts, I also ended up losing a, a lot of like my muscle mass and I was thin, but I still didn't really quite like the way that I looked. And around that same time, my best friend had joined CrossFit and she kept, you know, talking about like lifting and how cool it was and all this stuff. And I kind of looked into it and it really intrigued me. So I left the boot camp and signed up for CrossFit with zero weightlifting experience. But it was, aside from deciding to, you know, finally lose the weight, I think joining CrossFit was one of the best decisions that I did in regards to my adopting a fitness lifestyle because I immediately fell in love with that barbell. I loved the feeling of squatting. I loved the feeling of adding plates to the barbell. I loved deadlifting and just picking up the weight off the ground. I liked the way that the, the, the plates sounded when they hit the ground, the energy that the people had in that CrossFit box. And it was something that I did not know I needed in my life. And, and, and it was, it's indescribable. So I lost the weight. I was getting my body composition back. I was getting my curves back. But I still felt like my body was holding me back because after weight loss comes loose skin. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. See, so now I'm in this predicament because... I'm happy and I'm proud and excited of myself because I had a goal and I lost the weight and I maintained it off and people were proud of me. Um, but I still felt like my skin was holding me back because I was having issues with it. So for example, if I laid on my back for an extended period of time, then my back would start hurting. It was almost like as if the weight of the skin was putting so much pressure on my back and my back would hurt. 
Um, if I was doing cardio or running or jumping or anything like that, my skin, because I had so much skin hanging, um, it, it would kind of like make this like flopping, slapping noise. And it was, it, it was so disheartening that so I, I'd had to like wear like a, a sweat belt on top of my tie or under my tights and I'd wrap myself up in things so that I would feel not so, I guess, jiggly. And, and that was its own thing. And then I also had started dating. I wanted to put myself out there a little bit more, but none of those things, my dating life wasn't working out. And part of me thought it was like, well, maybe they're grossed out by like my loose skin. So all of these things, plus, you know, like I lost the weight, but I still can't, I can't wear like this dress or I can't wear those jeans. It was all these little things that were adding up that were stopping me from truly appreciating my progress. So I decided that I wanted to pursue a tummy tuck. So I looked into it. Um, I decided to get a mommy makeover. I weighed the pros and cons. I did my research. I found a phenomenal doctor and I decided to go ahead and get a mommy makeover. So I got a tummy tuck that came with a breast augmentation and I was a great candidate for the surgery because I had already lost the weight. I had maintained the weight. Um, the particular doctor that I use, you know, they make sure that not only are you physically well to withstand surgery, but that you're also like mentally prepared for surgery because it's major surgery. Like this is this is not something to take lightly, right? So I go and I get all my blood work and every, everything's good. I'm maintaining my weight. Like I'm ready to go. And I kind of put it off. I went for my initial consultation at the beginning of 2018. I did not get the surgery until that summer. So I waited because I was still teaching at that time. And I didn't want my surgery to interfere with my job or my students. I didn't want to have to look for a substitute. I didn't want to have to take time off of work. I decided it was best if I just waited. So I waited five-ish months, five, six months. And then as soon as school was out, the next week I was in surgery. That allowed me to um recover to have like the whole summer to recover so that when it was time to go back to work in the fall, like I'd be, you know, ready to go. And I'm, I'm glad I did it that way because it, it gave me the necessary time to adjust and recovery was slow and boring, but overall, like it was, it went well. And eventually I started getting back into my routine. I get it. I get back into my fitness routine. I get back to work and Aside from not having the loose skin around my stomach anymore, nothing else had changed because I was still picking myself apart, right? I was still sad. I was still not feeling happy and I couldn't pinpoint what it was because I had thought it was my loose skin, right? But the skin is gone now. So why do I still feel this way? So clearly, there's more here, more than I can identify. And I, there were times where I just go to sleep crying because I could not, for the life of me, figure out what was wrong. So I decided to go to counseling. I um, found a counselor and 
I, you know, I kind of told her my whole story. I related to her a lot. I, I really liked this counselor and I did not feel judged at all. And I think that was great for for me because it, it really allowed me to be vulnerable and honest, not just with her, but also with me. And through the counseling process, I was able to really pinpoint why I felt that way. And and I realized that it wasn't the weight or the skin that was holding me back. It was me. It was my mentality. It was my own self-loathing because for so many years, I put myself down and I doubted myself and I talked myself out of things. And that's not something that you can just, you know, it'll go away with, you know, like a snap of a finger. You have to work for that. And and that's the one part that I had not worked on yet. Because we're so concerned with our outward exp- uh, appearance. We're so concerned with the way we look and how people see us and, you know, wanting to look a certain way and the way that the media portrays beauty that we don't oftentimes stop to reflect on our mental health and our emotional healing and our inner child. And that that's the piece that I was missing. So through counseling, I, I guess, faced those fears head on. I, fierce, I faced that anxiety head on. I learned to value myself for things that had nothing to do with my appearance, right? I was able to look back at my resilience and how much crap I had gone through and yet I still made it through, right? I was able to appreciate how hard I work. I was able to appreciate the relationships with the people around me. I was able to, I guess, appreciate how smart I am because yeah, I always thought I was smart, but like, I don't know, I guess being in that situation really opened my eyes to more than just what do I look like? So I don't regret my tummy tuck because I think that was kind of like a stepping stone in my healing process. Had I not gone through with the tummy tuck, I don't know that I would have ever reached the counseling point because I think I probably would have just still blamed it on the loose skin, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was probably a factor, but that wasn't the main thing. So that's why now I still, you know, always tell people that you have to work on your outer self as much as you have to work on your inner self, because it doesn't matter how much weight you lose. It doesn't matter what plastic surgery you get. It doesn't matter if you don't look within yourself and fix your heart and your mind as well. Your mindset plays such an important role in your life. And I'm going to shout that through the rooftops to anybody. And all the time, I'm going to tell you mindset is everything because that is something that I had to learn. So, um, Going through counseling really helped me open up. It helped me pursue even more things. So I I wanted um, not a career change, but I wanted a different position in education, and I was able to pursue that, and I got that. Um, I had been living in an apartment, but what I really wanted was a house. But at the same time, like the fear of becoming a homeowner 
was so big that I would talk myself out of buying a house. But after counseling, I was able to just take that step forward. Um, I was able to put myself out there more when it came to dating. And it's also what encouraged me to open up my Instagram account. So I had my Instagram account the entire time, right? But it was private because I was teaching and I didn't want students and parents to find me. So the only people who really followed me on Instagram at that point were my my friends, my family, and my coworkers, my gym friends. Like it was that. It was just like my little circle. Um, but after going through this, like I guess awakening, I, I wanted to share more of that with other people. So going through all of this, I, I discovered my worth. And it's something that I want other women to feel as well. Because I know that it's sometimes hard to see our worth. Because I was there. That was me. You know, and when I couldn't see my worth, I was I was angry at the world. I was a completely different Teresa. I, I was quick to anger, quick to react. I would project my feelings onto other people. And the peace that comes with understanding how worthy you are of happiness and love is something that I want everybody to experience. And maybe this might not be an issue for everyone. You know, it probably isn't. There's people who are born confident and and that's amazing. But for those of us who are not born with that natural confidence, then I, I want women and men to know that it's possible and, and you can have it too. So going back, circling back to the beginning of the name of the episode, who does she think she is? I know who I am. I'm Teresa. I'm the girl who has overcome a lot of insecurity. The woman who has overcome weight loss, teenage pregnancy, poverty as a child, so many things. And I'm resilient. I'm strong AF. I'm happy. I'm a goal getter. But most of all, I just want to be a light for other people. That's who I am. I hope that something I've said today has resonated with you. And if it did, please share this episode, rate it, subscribe it, leave a comment, go to the listener line and leave me a voicemail. I want this podcast to be as much for you as it is for me. I want us to grow and learn together. And the only way that I will be able to do that right is if I get your input. So please share your input with me. Thank you for hanging in. And I'm going to go ahead and call this an episode. I know today's episode is kind of heavy, but I promise they're not all going to be like that. I've already recorded a couple of others for the coming weeks. And I promise there's plenty of laughs and shenanigans and fun things coming your way. So thank you for hanging in there. And keep growing and glowing. And I'll see you next week. Bye.